Hi, Chris. Christina, it's a pleasure to see you as always. Pleasure to see you. It's another beautiful day and we have another beautiful guest. Today we have Lisa and she is joining us from Plano, Texas. Wow. So welcome Lisa and thank you so much for being our guest and our next victim slash coachee. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Great. Well, we've already opened our records. And so, um, Lisa, is this your first time to um, have your Akashic records accessed by someone else or any psychedelic? Well, great. Okay. So we're here to help. Um, we don't have magical answers. Sometimes we do actually, but <laughs> disclaimer, it comes up. But for the most part, um, we have access to information that can help you on your journey to make your journey as a human a little bit more comfortable and we're also what we call spiritual coaches mm -hmm. so we not only get the information but we work with the other side in order to get you moving forward get you uh feeling a little more comfortable in your skin and whatever whatever comes up we're there to to try to get you to have a very worthwhile experience while you're with us and afterwards so we'll start the party. I went ahead and opened your records and I always get what I call like an opening scene. And the first thing that I got, I saw you in like really sticky mud, like just re in, it's a metaphor, I'm sure. And um, you already mentioned a little bit before that you do feel blockage, but I got this sticky, sticky mud and I got a little message behind it, which was you could feel a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more streamlined and feeling a little bit more efficient. So Chris. Yeah. Um, so I saw you and it's interesting to note the differences in, cause I'm just, I'm checking right now. Um, um, gagged. And then, so you had a, you had a, a gag, like a, like a, a ball in your mouth tied behind your neck. And, and I want to see what else was restricted uh, and your hands were tied behind your back. Um, and you were standing, not in a seated position. Um, important to note, though, that your your field of vision was not blocked and your field of vision was clear, but it was as if you didn't have a voice um, or you, you felt restricted, um, almost like you were comfortable in this position or even accustomed to not being able to use all of your ways of communicating or acting. Um, so your feet weren't bound, so it's as if you could still move, um, you know, move around. And your hands being tied, you're so not able to necessarily manipulate things in, the, in a physical way um, and not being able to use your voice, um, although your eyes are wide open. And so I'm really interested in, in seeing how this translates into blockage for you. So now we kind of open it up to you, Lisa. We can explore what we got a little bit further, or it sounds like it might be a little bit related. If you have any questions, um, you know, where do you want to take us? Um, is, is this blockage being done to me, or am I doing it to myself? Um, it's the latter. Um, there's, you could perceive as being done to you, but these are simply lessons um, to learn. Um, I get the sense that at any moment you'd be able to use your voice and be able to release your hands, that it's a self-imposed um, restriction. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I do agree with that. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I'm I that answer already. Okay. 
Um, I would say that is definitely uh, brought on by yourself. And um, I feel as if there are some strings of maybe a little bit of um, a little bit of victimhood in there. And I don't mean to call you out on that, but because sometimes it's natural to try to blame or it's natural to try to, um, wh what can I say, justify it in some way, because why would you be doing it to yourself, right? Well, we all kind of can be our own worst enemy sometimes, but I'm saying that this is kind of a year's years and years of kind of a buildup and a buildup. So one little permission that you've given yourself has turned into another and has turned into another. So it's, it's just layers over the years of you either allowing whatever's happening to happen or not allowing yourself to work through it or to address it properly. So it's a buildup. Now, um, I also get the fact that when, when they say this, you can't beat yourself up, up over it because just by you being here and showing up for yourself is a big step that you're acknowledging this and that you are putting forth an intention that you want to talk about this and you want to deal with this. Um, I also got the word family. So I don't know if this is related to some family issues where there's some relationship um, tug of wars and maybe you've been uh, taken for granted and walked on for so many years and it's turned into this um, kind of a beast-like situation that you didn't really expect to see yourself in, whereas your intentions were good. So uh, with all that said, please don't beat yourself up for it and give yourself credit for actually at this time kind of taking charge of what's going on for yourself. And before you answer, Lisa, there's a couple of things I'd like to add, and then we'll continue to dive deeper if you wish. Um, question, did you grow up in a look but don't touch household or see, be seen but don't be heard sort of um, philosophical structure? So I saw this going back to um, like pre-teen, late adolescent. Um, not so much don't look, don't talk, I was alone. I mean, I was literally left alone when I was five, taking care of my now stepbrother and stepsister who set the breezeway on fire. I was alone. I was a frightened child, but I don't know what I was frightened of. Mm. Um, my older brother was also quite fearful, um, but he was frightened of our father and our mother. Um, but I was always, I wouldn't say so much a loner. I chose my friends carefully do not, I'm not an overly, I, I can trust a stranger just by the way, like I have a mutual friend with you both. And the minute I saw her, I knew I could trust her. And, but there's other people that I've known forever that you would think I could just tell anything to and I can't. Um, so I, I was alone always, even, even when my mom started staying home and things like that, I stayed alone. I never bonded with my family. Okay, so self-imposed regulatory aspects. Yeah, you built a framework in which to operate, um, being like leaderless, if you will, by way of having you know parental figures. So you constructed these rules and an operating system. Um, to, to give you 
some surety and some rules to play by and to engage with the world. Which of course is then just and perpetuated sounds negative, but which of course is you know giving you an operating system that's brought you to to this particular moment in time. And how would you say, well, what would you change if you could? You're going to think I'm absolutely crazy. Well, well sweetheart, you're, we on the, you're on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> say, I think if I could change, I would have never lost some of the abilities that I had when I was a child. What um, would those abilities be? I'm curious. Um, I still have some of them, but not to the extent I did. Um, I had, you might say, imaginary friends, but to me, they weren't so imaginary. And they brought me through a lot of time, um, a lot of um, pain. They were always there, but they were creatures. They were not people like human um and i believe and this is where you're going to think i'm really mad we lived in florida in the everglade area and we lived by a lot of woods and i believed and i spent so much time hiding in those woods i believed that my imaginary friends whether i brought them into being but i think they always were into being um because you walked out my door and we would be in the woods i think that for whatever reason, they were there for me. Um, then when we moved away from the woods, I lost a lot of abilities. Um, I'm still very sensitive. Like I cannot hardly walk into certain Walmarts because of the negativity. I walked into the door and I'm full of anger. Um, I walk into some place and I'm full of sadness. And usually I can pinpoint who might be. I don't know why they're sad or any of that. I still have that ability. My sister still has the ability to see spirits. I've lost that. My mother, up until her dying day here of COVID, um, she always saw spirits. I, like I said, I lost that. And I guess I want these things back. Mm -hmm. I want them all back. I know I'm never going to see my childhood playmates again. I sometimes just think that they've been replaced by some things. Um, because I feel like I am so blessed that I could walk out in the middle of the street in a car coming and for some reason I'm okay. You, you know, it, it's like somebody's looking out for me. My life isn't spectacular by any means, but I have love and I have children and grandchildren and great grandchildren and, and, and all of that. But now that my kids are grown up, I'm focusing more on what I had as a child that I no longer have. You know, it, it's kind of weird. I told you you'd think I was mad. No, <laughs> I think no. it's quite, quite the opposite. Um, so. What? So you'd want to get back the ability to see spirits, to communicate. Um, it, it's, it's beyond imagination, right? So what's really real? In my mind and in my heart, I know what's real. Yeah. Because I've been so scared at times, and I think that's part of why I block some of the things off. Did Here's those friends of yours ever put you in a dangerous position or cause you harm or think make you think any less of um, yourself? Not spiritual harm. Um, 
my friends were very close and, and we may have done some foolish things, but not, not in the spiritual sense, not in seances. I mean, where I'm talking every day, stupid stuff that teenagers would do. And actually there was only three other friends that I ever really had. And that was when I was in the seventh and no, I think it was the eighth and ninth grade. Other than that, I really never had close friends like them, but we never did anything spiritual at all. As you're walking through this world, though, and you still, like you said, when you walk into Walmart and you sense, right, um, these synchronicities, I, I think, still pop up for you that um, ignite or help you remember some of these aspects that sit outside of yourself. I'd like to think that today we can put you on the path back to activate, activating that part of your imagination to begin to um, walk through aspects of your world with childlike wonder. Um, and I think the part that's really interesting to me about you, I'm going back to when you're a child and it's because you're able, you haven't accumulated all these different filters from what you're told to view the world. If when you're, one or two, you don't have a concept of what that other image is in the mirror. You don't know that that's a reflection of you. You don't know that these things that are communicating with you aren't real, right? Who's to say what's real? Who's to say what you even are? Who's to tell you that you're even Lisa, right? It's yeah. if you were to remove um, your diaper, your clothing, your, your shoes, your pacifier, your bottle, any of those things, it doesn't make you feel any less than who you are, even if they change your name you still feel the same inside. And, and I'm certain that that's still there. Uh, and Christine, I'd like to get your perspective because I have a sense as to where I think we could take this over the next you know, half an hour. I do too. Um, so yeah, Lisa, while you're speaking and while Chris is speaking, I was getting information. And one of the things is that um, you kept saying uh, this, the word lost, that you've lost this. And what if I told you that you didn't really lose anything? Mm -hmm. It's still very much embedded in you. It's just been covered by life a little bit and can be very much uncovered. And dare I say, uh, I don't want to say pretty easily because I don't want to put an expectation on it, but definitely you're at a time in your life where you are listening a little bit more to the calling that you've had, uh, you know, throughout your life. Now, what is the calling exactly? What, 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 what is it? I mean, you know, kind of a little bit of the direction in you. And I think that is uh, there for some discovery. And I do want to say that there is a, an absolute um, confidence in me that you could meet those beings again, who, by the way, I got were very protectionary be beings. And if they're real to you, then they're real. And yeah. I'm getting, they were real they're, They were protectionary and they showed up because you needed a helping hand mm -hmm. in, in some, in some way. If you were to remember those beings, you could call them forth. Now, the tools in order to make that a little easier on you, we know some of them, right? And, you know, we could help set you on your way. So what do you feel about what I've just said, that you've never lost it? Well, I also agree that I don't lost it. That's why I use the term I'm blocked. Yeah. But um, along with those friends that I played with, and we played, mm along with them there was always um when i was there there was this overwhelming peace and joy that i felt not this everyday anger and and frustration i want that peace and calm that i felt when i went with them now 
-hmm. and 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 I was watching a TV show a while back that just kind of caught my eye. Um, I think it was called The Good Witch, and she was so full of peace and harmony that I immediately clicked and said, I had that when I was a child, and I want that back. And so I spent few years now, several years actually, trying to get that peace and calm and that inner love that I felt with those friends of mine <laughs> back when I was a little girl. And, and they had that. They did that, I think. Um, I'm not saying they were fairies because they didn't look like fairies. Um, they were just some odd. One of them was a bird man, if you can believe it. Oh, he wow. was a man. Nice. had birds, not an angel. He was a bird. <laughs> giant bird, um, things like that. Um, and I'm sure they probably partly might be in my imagination, but in my heart, I don't think they ever were. Um, so, but, you know, we used to play in, in the ring around the rosy thing, but it was a different type of song. And I don't even know what it was. I didn't know then. Um, but the peace and the calm and the wonderful feeling that I had then, it makes any other feeling not so pleasant anymore. Mm -hmm. No, that's perfect. No, no, I, uh, no more self-judgment because you're in, you're in the right place. Believe me. And believe me when I say that there are other people out there with experiences that when you explain what you've been through and what you experience there, it's resonating. So yeah, um, you're definitely uh, safe and protected. This is a safe space for you. And I just want to note that when you are a child, you're a little bit closer to origin, let's say, mm -hmm. because you're kind of new, you're a newer human. So it makes sense. That was a little bit easier at that time to experience pure peace and pure solid or pure um, serenity and things like that. It, it's uh, definitely something you can have back uh, with some, some work and some practice and, uh, but yeah, it, that would explain why it was a little bit easier as a child and the beings, whatever they were, uh, they were protectionary, but also they manifested themselves in a way that you as child Lisa would respond right. and connect yep. because in another form or figure, you probably would have been freaked out. So this was kind of maybe perhaps it's not really your imagination. Maybe it was these spirits or whatever, or guides or whatever were angels, whatever they were taking a form in which you would respond to. And, and that could be 100%. I was um, aligned and thinking about my own experience when I was younger. And what I've come to at least believe possible now is that the way that those entities would show up was meant to, um, give me the the safety and the comfort perhaps even the illusion but it was it was very real that um if they had shown themselves to me in a less familiar form that i wouldn't have stayed or remained open to those possibilities um so when things would come move me off my bed when i was a child i would see them in, in a human form or when i'd look out the window and things would be you know wandering floating by um, was a little bit different as well. So I think, you know, we, we have the ability subconsciously or at least, you know, energetically to um, kind of alter how those entities reveal themselves to us so that we do feel protected and safe. And it's very much been um, your experience. So Christina, 
um, the floor is yours. Um, but this is very much an opportunity for you to take Lisa through an unblocking meditation um, and to have her go on a journey with us. Uh, agreed. You're coming along, of course, right? Oh, yeah. I'm right there with okay. you. Okay. Uh, fantastic. Uh, before we do this, I, I do want to say that I do have a global meditation community that I run and we always meet online at 8 a.m. on Saturday. Well, it's 8 a.m. Pacific on Saturday mornings. That would be 10 a.m. your time. But I just want to throw that out there if you ever wanted to join because we do um, some, the, the meditations aren't very long, but um, the people who show up, we get our meditation on. And I do feel like meditation is a, a very recommended prescription for moving forward for you. Um, second thing is uh, we'll talk about later. They're telling me. <laughs> so, uh, so we can talk about that later. And uh, so what we're going to do now, let me just see what the next step is. And so this wasn't my imagination when I said, this is Christina meditation. Let's go sit back. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of what I do. Love it. So I want to take any expectations that you have, because I want you to just be completely open at uh, least as much as you can. And remember that we're here and the burden is really on us. So um, what we're going to do now is I am going to take you through a little bit of a journey and this is a meditative journey and I'm going to be there with you, but you don't have to worry. Um, you, you might see me, you might not. And when we do this, I will be prompting you and asking you questions and you can respond just like we're speaking right now. Your eyes will probably be closed because it'll probably be a little bit more comfortable. But if you get nothing, say it. Fine. Don't worry about that. If you, I, we, the reason we ask the questions is it helps direct us to better help you, right? So don't be shy and um, don't be, don't be nervous. Do you have any questions? I have one piece of advice. And yes. if, if you're getting nothing, like overtly, you're still receiving something. And in describing the nothingness, um, it does help push things forward or move things through. So then we just start to describe nothing. Um, just to, to give you that little insight, because I think getting out of the box might be a little choppy, but once we do, I think it's gonna pick up pretty quickly. All right. And um, again, there's no wrong way to do this. So go ahead, Lisa, you can go ahead and close your eyes. Do as well, Chris. We're going, what we're going to do now is start to bring our awareness from where we're sitting out, outside into the inside. So I want you to focus your attention on your heart space. Every time your mind starts to wander, bring it back to the heart. Just doing a little bit of relaxing now. So we're gonna take a big deep breath in and I want you to inhale as much air as possible. And when you exhale, you're gonna go limp like a rag doll, like completely surrender. So let's take a deep breath together, everyone. As much air as you can. More and more and more and exhale, go limp. Relax all of your body. Drop your shoulders and clench your jaw. Relax your eyes, release them. 
I'm going to do one more relaxing breath. Inhale in. And exhale. Go limp. Completely let go. Bring your mind back to your heart. Go ahead and cloak your, your heart with brilliant, bright white light. So imagine that your heart has a big circle of light around it. The light is inside of it and outside. Very, very bright white. And with every beat, that light starts to expand out from your heart. And starts to travel around your body, expanding into the chest, and through your back, and your stomach, and your shoulders, white light going down your arms, through your hips and the tops of your legs. And the white light continuing through your fingertips and your toes. So now your body is completely filled with exuberant, energetic, protective white light. Go ahead and seep that light through your skin. Let it come out your pores start to glisten and cover the outside of your body as well. Being mindful of the power and the protection that it offers as it completely engulfs your body. It forms a bubble around your body of this Beautiful white light. Know this is a protection, but also a magnifier. So now, Lisa and Chris, I want you to bring yourself to a big grassy field. Stand in this big, tall grass, in this grassy field. And look up at the sky, see the beautiful, brilliant blue and the white clouds. Feel the warmth of the sun on your skin. And bring your hands through the blades of the grass just right below them. Feel the subtle breeze pulling your hair and brushing your skin. Just look around at the details 
happening around you. Maybe there's some trees. Maybe you see some animals, some colors, some flowers, whatever pops into your head. Just know that it is real. So Lisa, how are you feeling right now? Calm. Tell me what you see around you. Grass, poppies, willow tree, nothing else. Where are you feeling compelled to go? To the willow tree. That's what I thought. Let's go there all together. You lead the way, Lisa. Go ahead and walk to that willow tree. When you get there, go right inside. Can't get there. What's the obstacle? It keeps moving. It's gone. Okay. I can't see it anymore. Everything's dark now. Okay. So I want you to bring back the memory of the grass that you were just in. Even if nothing comes back. I want you to ask yourself why it moved away and why you see black. And I want you to trust the first answer that comes to mind. Why did it move away? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Chris, I'm feeling like we should do a little bit of energy healing around her. Chris? Yes. Okay. So Lisa, just... uh, just uh, stand there, relax, and we're going to do our thing. Chris, I, I feel like this is your thing. Lisa, do you see a light somewhere above you, off in the distance? No. Okay. I can feel the grass. I can okay. smell it. Can't see it. Can't yeah. see a light. Okay. I want Maybe you to. Maybe just oh. a glimmer. Yeah. I want you to look up and to the left and trust that it's there. Crown chakra. That's where we are. Mm-hmm. So dim. There's nothing for you to do. Just allow.
Look at my face. Not on the Zoom in real and in, in where we really are. You are so loved. We all love you. We always have and we always will. You deserve to be free. You deserve to see. It is your birthright. Christina, can you um, come in a little bit closer? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to cry in some way. You're still scared about letting go as it has served you well to this point. You have a loving family, you are loved. You have your children, your children's children, your children's children's children. And that light that resides within you is felt by them. And they want for you to lean in and remember who you truly are. There's no judgment. There are no ramifications. It's just being the radiant, wonderful human being that you are. So feel your forehead and continue to look up in the sky at probably a 45 degree angle. And I want for that light, which should be slightly more pronounced now, to establish a correct line to where your, your third eye would be. And to allow for that light to communicate with your crown chakra and your third eye and to allow for your energetic field to receive. I'm going to step in for just a moment. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing an attachment to this ability that we are now. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, an attachment uh, because it happened in your childhood that it's connected with the feeling of your childhood. So the, right now they're just one and the same. So I'm going to go ahead and cut those energetic cords with your permission. Mm -hmm. Lisa, can I? Yes. Okay. You, again, you just go ahead and keep looking up and I'm going to start to make them two separate things so we can detach it. Have it up and going again. 
So I've cut the cords and uh, I'm now encircling uh, the abilities, so to speak, the uh, happy memories that you'd like to tap back into. I'm surrounding it with uh, healing energy now. How's the light looking now? Very dim. But you can see something? It's kind of just a lighter gray. Okay. I feel a lot of weight. Great. So I want you to power up the light that you filled your body with from before. Fill it back up with that light. And I want you to be mindful of how it makes your body feel, the vibration. Just be mindful. You don't have to say anything. I want you to envision, Lisa, the very top of your head opening as much as you can, kind of like a lotus flower, right? Open up the top of your head. And I want you to shine that light like a beam, shoot it up. I want you to shoot it up towards that very dim gray light that you can see. What do you notice about that stream from your from your head? I feel it going up really solid. Great. Don't see much. That's okay. It's going up really solid. Do you, do you feel it's a steady stream or do you think it's like, a, if we're comparing it to a hose pipe, is it like a trickle or is it just like a pretty solid, uh, clear stream? It's pretty solid. Great. Chris, how's it on the back end? Just I got the wet dry vac out, just moving things around. Mm calm anymore if that means anything mm -hmm. how, how are you feeling 
If you're not feeling calm, how are you feeling? Heavy. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not angry. Mm-hmm. Not calm. I don't know. That's okay. It it you know, it, it almost okay. It it almost feels like I'm covering like like you know those stupid little monkeys? Those mm-hmm. three stupid monkeys. It's like if you have them and they're covering your eyes and they're covering your ears and, and I know I'm probably doing it myself, but that's what's okay. Feeling a weight and I'm feeling like it's covering, like I'm I'm, I'm like I feel like I'm going like this and like this. Mm-hmm. What would make it go away? I try. I'm trying. It's not working. I think, Christina, mm-hmm. I think we need to go back to her forest. Okay. Um, her forest forest. The one, the grass, right? No, the one from her childhood. Okay. All right, let's, let's. So before we do this, I, I do want to remind you, Lisa, that you are safe. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, we're, there is a protection bubble around you, so nothing's going to happen. But I, what I want you to do, and it doesn't matter what you're seeing, I want you to imagine that your feet are growing little roots. And those roots are digging into the ground and latching on to root you. And I want you to still keep that lotus flower on your head open and still have that flow coming out of it. And with that mind set, I want you to imagine closing your eyes where you are now. We're going to go back to your childhood where we see the forest where you played. So let's open your eyes. And you are there now. Just like it was where you opened your door and there it was. So I want you to think of one thing that you did with your with your friends from the forest think of the memory that happened right there and imagine watching it again play out how many of your friends were there at this memory three was the bird man there? He's here. Who else is there? So now what I want you to do is I want you to take the joy and the love from that memory and put it into your heart now. 
I want you to give gratitude to yourself for keeping this memory through all the years so that you can experience this beautiful moment once again. And now I want you to just be mindful of this forest again. And I want you to call up another memory that you have, a different one than before, of something that you did again with your forest friends. Have it play out in front of you like it were a movie. And Say it again. I can't see it, but I know I'm there. Uh-huh. Great. Continue describing what you're mm -hmm. not. It's just a house. How does it make you feel? Unwelcome. Mm. Not always. I, it, it, it just... Just the same. And when we turn towards the forest and we're not able to see it, no. but you can feel it. No. Hmm. Not, not here. What's here? There's the house. What do we need to deal with here? It's just a feeling in just about every house I've ever been in. Which is? It's just heavy, just unsettling, but not all of it. I mean, not always. I think I'm just remembering the houses. I don't see them. I'm just remembering them. Mm -hmm. Are you also able to remember the first part of this meditation where that protective white light and magnifier. It's gone. Okay, let's pull it back. That light will surface what's in these corners of these houses that we need to deal with. Christina, mm -hmm. let's bring that light back. Yep. So go ahead and imagine. And all you need to do is imagine. Don't put any effort into it. Just know that it's happening. Grow that light from your heart space. And push it through to all parts of your body. Your chest and your stomach. Down your arms and legs. Up your neck. And into your face and your head. Seep it out your skin. Have it completely engulf your body. If you can't see it, just know that it's there. Just pulse it while you're standing with this memory of the house. Think about this house 
in particular, the one that is your childhood home. Don't worry about the other houses. Know that you're protected. First word that comes to your mind. What does this house lack for you? Love. Mm-hmm. My friends. Mm-hmm. This house is even scarier. Mm-hmm. Now remember, you're in the bubble of protection. So as soon as you feel that fear, I want you to push it out of the bubble. That bubble will serve as a, as a shield because you're not there. You're not that little girl anymore in that house. You, you're a little girl somewhere else. So now I want you, while you're still standing in the house, I want you to think of a person right now who loves you very much at this part of your life. Not, not as a child, but as a grown-up at Lisa. Okay. And I want you to feel the love that this person has for you as you stand here in this house. Fill yourself up with that love that that, per, that one person in your life, all the love they have given you, and let it circulate through that white light that you are now in. And all this love is happening while you're standing in this house. How does this make you feel? Good. Can we seep some of that love out of the light and circulate it in this house? Would it be okay if you seep some of this out? Keep all the love for yourself, but seep some of it out and circulate it in this house? And an effective way of doing this is just as simply as we exhale in that space. I'm just knowing what went on mm -hmm. where I'm at in between and there's just nothing mm -hmm. so 
despite the memories of the house, we do know how it makes you feel. And we do know that it did not give you love and that lacked love for you. But now you're standing here in it, surrounded by love. And then it just becomes your house. Right. Is there something you would like to tell the house? No. Okay. Does it still have some of its power now that you have encircled yourself with love? No. We need to reduce that power before we go. Because if we don't reduce the power that the house has over you, the feeling of the house, then you're going to keep carrying it with you. I, I don't think that it's the house. Mm -hmm. that was in, I think it's the things that were in the house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the things that were in it go with us to the next house and the next house and the mm -hmm. next house. So everything that is in this house right now it doesn't serve you. We're going to make it stay put and you're going to walk out of this house and it's going to stay there. So just a moment. Hold on. I'm checking something. So I'm getting that if you are ready, if you're not ready, it's fine. But if you are ready, you're going to tell, the, you're going to recall the things that are in the house that you've carried. And again, you're protected. So it's going to be kind of outside of your bubble. Recall those things. You don't have to necessarily call them out loud. And I want you to tell them to stay there when you leave. And when you do, I want you to feel like you push them into the house and away from you. So go ahead and tell them to stay there. Tell them to stay there out loud. Is this an uncomfortable thing to do? Yes. Okay, I understand. I see doors closing in all the houses that I've lived in now. Mm -hmm. Just in my mind, I don't really yeah. see. They're, they just, I was in each, they, they just, all the doors closed. 
So does this feel like a good thing or maybe a rejection? No, I, I, it does not feel good. Okay. Chris? What are you hanging on to? Why, why does it feel comfortable being uncomfortable to you? Because that's what I know. I don't. Mm. Mm. That's part of what you know. The other part of what you know is what you opened with, which was a direct line to your higher self. The grandest vision of the best version of yourself that you could possibly have. And you can remain here or you can make a different decision. It is entirely up to you. I want to move on. Then tell it you're done. Close the doors yourself. I'm done. I'm done. Louder, please. I'm done. I'm done with what? Be specific. I'm done holding everything back. I'm done Why? letting people hold me back. I'm done. With all of it, I'm just done. I want to move on. Then move on. Those shackles that your hands are in, it's a loose knot. And I want you to see yourself removing the ropes from your hands behind your back just by wiggling your wrist lightly. I want you to spit out the gag. There's nothing in those homes that you need to hang on to. Now I'm back in the grass again and I can feel it again. Who do you see there? Who else is there with you? Nobody. Hmm. Look towards the forest. Look towards the tree. What do you sense? Just the grass that we started with, the tall mm. grass, and the willow tree. Christina? Mm -hmm. Tell that willow tree to stay there. We're coming for it. <laughs> Go ahead and say that out loud. Stay there. Are you ready to move there? Yes. All right, we'll follow you. Just let us know when you get there. I am there. I want you to reach out and I want you to touch the- I already the, am. Oh, the drapey leaves. How do they feel to you? Soft. What do you think's inside for you? All right. If you do, you feel compelled to go in into the branches. I am. Go in. But I still feel like something is missing. That's okay. I want you to feel that you're in the tree. We'll fill in the blank in a moment. So, how do you feel inside the tree? Curious. Amazed, 
It's mm -hmm. like a cut in here. Do you feel like you should be standing or do you want to sit? I'm just leaning into the tree. Oh. What message does the tree have for you? It just makes me feel good. Just keep leaning into that healing energy. I'll stay here as long as you like. Mm -hmm. I feel like I just want to go somewhere. Where would you like to go? I don't know. Hmm. Would you like to go out of the tree? No. Okay. Well, then let's see where you, we would like to, where the, guy, where the trees would like to guide you. To me, this feels like, um, like the zero point. Mm-hmm. And from here, Lisa, you have the ability to go when and where you choose and explore and begin to have fun again. You have full agency and authority over your own experience. And while we can't control the energy that we may walk into, how we react to it, is fully on us. And you have an opportunity now to come back to this field, to come back to this tall grass, and to come back to this loving tree, to connect with yourself and the energy, and go wherever you'd like to go. But there's nothing that you have to do right now other than just be there. No. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving. I'm sorry, say that again. I'm leaving. Okay. So let's go back to the point in which we started. Mm-hmm. Now that we've reached that point, we're going to go ahead and, and just like Chris said, you can revisit this anytime. 
Uh, but for now, we're going to start to bring our awareness back from this world, back into the heart space, and we're going to start to expand our awareness into the exterior of our physical bodies now. So go ahead. We're going to do this gradually. So go ahead and think, uh, fill your heart space with an awareness. And I'm going to count from 10 to 1. And every, with every count, you're going to be a little more conscious and aware of your physical body in the room. 10. Nine, eight, and starting to feel like you're returning into your body. Seven, six, your eyes starting to flutter open. Five, four, feeling your body activated, feeling the air in the room. Three, two, eyes starting to come open, and one, awareness back into your body and the room. Just take a moment, might, it might be a minute, just move around, let that life energy circulating, all right. It was strange because I was still aware mm -hmm. and, and I wasn't sure if I was really there or if it was just certain memories I had. So I was really, really confused at times. Towards the end, I could flash the willow tree, but I couldn't keep a steady picture of it, but I could feel the whole time the willow tree. Mm -hmm. And Perfect. I felt it like it was, it was like pulling, you know, it felt good, like a massage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, it, you know, those houses, we moved very much when I was a child, very, mm. very much. And every house we went to, we took, and, and again, you're going to think I'm crazy, but we took spirits with us. They've been there forever. They go to every house. And um, my sister could see them. I could feel them. I could see them at times, but very quick flashes. And um, but I could feel them. Sometimes I would run out into the street because I'd be afraid. Oh wow! And, but then when I was probably in my maybe nineteen twenty, maybe early twenties, that all went away. And so it just those are the things I want back because part of me thinks that I shouldn't have been afraid of them. I should have went towards them and I didn't. Well, and now that I want to, I can't. <laughs> so. Well, or can you? You did some really intense work today. And I, I know you might not think so, but you really did. I have to hand it to you guys. So I, I'm usually a person that is very tense most of the time. Mm -hmm. and I feel kind of light, kind of fluffy. <laughs> I, got, I can be fluffy if I want to. Don't laugh. <laughs> no, it's. I'm glad you feel that way because there was a there was a lot going on. 
Yeah, we were, we were doing a lot of energy moving and healing and identifying and lots of things were happening. So um, you mentioned an attachment and I, um, I, I wondered if maybe I don't have, I know most of it's me blocking myself, but I'm wondering if I created this attachment Hmm. to keep myself something, because sometimes it does feel like there's just something like right on top of me, you know, it just... Well, first of all, I do want to say that your mind has gone back to before we started. So it will take some time for your awareness to come and into sync with what has happened. And that's okay. But know that there, there have been some shifts happening today. And, uh, but with that said about, uh, self-inflicted, don't worry if it's self-inflicted because, you do have to extend yourself some forgiveness and grace because you did the best you could at the time that you did what you did. That that's it. You always did the best you could. So you need to put that into your heart for yourself. When you start to wonder, because this will help your mind sink with what has just happened, because this, this can be a whole new ball game for you going forward. Um, when you start to think the old patterns, like, cause you, you can identify them very well. Cause you've been living in those patterns for so long. When you, when your mind wants to kind of perseverate in them, bring it back and just say, you know what? I did the best I could. And that was before. And I've, I've actually come a long way since, and I'm just going to accept the way I am now, whatever's still hanging around. That's what's happening. And whatever beauty and power that I have and and calm that I now experience, I'm going to bask in it and I'm going to use it because I deserve it. And I can't, I can't wonder why I did the things that I did. It just, I just accept that it happened and I accept my present circumstance and extend yourself some grace, Lisa. Simply noticing is um, more than enough. Mm-hmm. and it's like oh, oh there i go again and then just flash your willow tree smile and move on amazing it was amazing it was quite the experience i've never done this before so you're a tough nut to crack lisa archer <laughs> i was a full-on full-time tag team operation there we were both like <laughs> going back and forth like a tennis match you and i chris <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, just thanks for the opportunity to uh, yes. to work with you, Lisa. It's a lot of courage and vulnerability and and trust. Um, Absolutely. And I just want to say that I will be reaching back out to you because when we do intense work like this, I am going to come and check on you probably sometime this week <laughs> uh, to to see what's happening and everything because we you do need a little bit of aftercare support in, in what has just happened. And so whatever feelings you're feeling, um, good, bad, whatever, just note that I'm going to be checking in on you and that you're going to be supported and, you know. So don't, don't feel like you're, you're just struggling out there alone. Right. No. Help us on the way. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you awesome. so much. Well, Lisa, I want to say thank you. Um, this we've been doing the podcast for some time now, and this was uh, quite a unique experience mm-hmm. for Chris and I to bring to our podcast and our audience. And uh, so thank you so much for being uh, vulnerable and willing to come on and and expose yourself like this i really appreciate it i appreciate the help thank you very much 
Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, thank you as well. Always different. Yep, always, always different. a pleasure. <laughs> and always a pleasure. Mwah. Mwah. You take and, care. Yep. Bye, friends. <laughs>